Welcome to Business Matters with host Rob Capello, a podcast where we open the conversation on what matters for business. We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First Credit Union, a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Business Matters, presented by Valley First, the division of First West Credit Union. My name is Rob Capello. I'm the VP of Business Development at Now Media Group. Uh, today, we welcome Blaine Michaud and Blaine Carver to Business Matters. Blaine and Blaine, Blaine Squared, um, our, our owners, I'm sure you heard it all, eh? our owners of Retech HVAC, a locally owned full service solution provider for all commercial, industrial, and residential HVAC needs. You guys, thank you for joining me today. It's going to be a, hopefully a fun discussion. Uh, so thank you guys for coming on. Thanks, Rob. Happy to be so, here. Um, as I was doing some research, sort of getting prepared for the call, I, you know, I, I kind of came to mind to me that more than just keeping people comfortable, you know, cool or warm through air conditioners and, and, and furnaces, I feel like you guys are sort of in the business of air quality. Like, and I was looking through to what you guys do and, and I started looking at, you know, what's the correlation between air quality and, you know, diseases like a COVID, not that I would find the answer for that or, or performance, you know, is someone more productive if, 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 if clean air in a clean air environment and, you know, what people are working from home now. So are they cleaning the air, the ducts as much as they should? And is that causing allergies? And I suffer from allergies. So I'm like, Hey, I wonder if that's a thing. And, you know, I started thinking about businesses. Are they putting more of a focus on air quality now with everything that's going on? And, and I, I saw research that said that there's, you know, two to five times higher pollutants inside of a building because things like cooking and smoking and cleaning and emissions from paints and, and all this sort of stuff. And, I'm, and I know we probably need three hours to answer all those questions, but we're going to try to answer some of those questions today in the next 30 minutes. So I'm, I'm going to jump into it and, and uh, we'll see what we can get through. So um before we start, guys, I want to just take a little step back and, and find out what got you guys into this industry. Like, how did you guys get into, always, always find interesting, how, what happened sort of in your teenage years and young adults that kind of got, got you into uh, the HVAC world? Well, I'll jump in, I guess. Um, yeah. I grew up uh, in northern BC and worked in, uh, in the mill environment and the pulp and paper industry for, for years. Um, my dad was an electrician and, uh, actually I was sitting down with him and his buddies at one time and, and they started talking about, um, the heating and air conditioning trade and coming from a small town, I didn't even know anything about it, to be honest. And, uh, just sat around and was listening to them and I thought, you know what, that sounds really interesting. And I sort of started pursuing it from there and, and, uh, here we are. <laughs> so... Yeah, it was, uh, it was kind of a fluke, really, why I got into it. Blaine M. What about Blaine M, Blaine C, so we know Blaine M. Um, what, what got you guys, like, how, how did you guys come together and start a business? Like, how did that, that partnership start? So we, we actually met at another local contractor here in the Okanagan Valley. And, and uh, I, my, my initial trade was electrical. That's where I started in the trades, was an electrician. And... Um, carried through to controls and building automation and things like that. And then found myself at a local company where Blaine was working already as a refrigeration mechanic and, and gas uh, technician. So, um, you know, you, 
kind of like all employees, you, you're, you're on work sites and you're talking about how things might be better and how you know more than your bosses do. And, um, you know, maybe we should take a crack at this thing, right? So that's really where it started and, and uh, eventually um, ended up, you know, taking that leap and going into business together. So where, where did the name come from? Freetag, where where, what's the story there? Lane Carver. <laughs> I started the company in Penticton. And uh, actually, it was named after my daughter. Okay. Brianna, we call her Bree for short. So okay. that's, that's where that came from. Did, did any of the kids work in the business? Uh, Brianna did uh, for a while, part-time, um, before she went on to university. Oh, interesting. And we found out this morning that Blaine M's uh, um, eight-year-old is head of IT for Britax. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, for those that are not familiar with you guys that maybe, you know, maybe have heard the name, but uh, don't really know what you guys do. Like, so, you know, can one of you kind of give us the, the elevator speech on sort of what, you know, who Britax is and what you guys do? Well, we started in uh, commercial light industrial service work. Um, for heating, air conditioning, obviously. Um, we got into uh, building automation um, after the fact, and uh, we had moved the office to Kelowna because we started rapidly growing. We got technicians all up and down the valley. Um, we got into uh, the residential side of things, so probably, what, 12 years ago, something like that. 08, 08 09, yeah. And, um, and yeah, that just as well. And we've taken on, uh, the, uh, train line of residential equipment and, uh, yeah, it's just ballooned after that. So how many years have you guys been in business then? When did you guys start? The company started in 2005. In Penticton. In Penticton. Yeah. What did you guys open up in the, in Kelowna? Uh, I was I can't remember now. Yeah, it was 08. Well, we had we started the office probably 08, hey, Blaine? Um, I think working out of working out of you know the garage kind of thing, and then moved to an office building uh, in Kelowna. We purchased an office uh, with some space there. Um, that was probably 08, 09. Yeah. So how far reaching do you guys like when it comes to the areas? I mean, we've we've mentioned Penticton and Kelowna. How far reaching do you guys go with the services you provide, like geography wise? We've, um, we've been actually as far as Manitoba um, for specific projects. Um, we do have some people that, you know, come to us for um, kind of design, build, refrigeration controls, things like that. So uh, industrial job sites, we've been in Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta. Um, mainstay for the Okanagan Valley is, is installation and service in the, con in the commercial side of things. Um, but yeah, we've, we've been, we've been as far as, uh, as Manitoba. So, so do, you, do you guys lean more residential or commercial or is it 50, 50, like, you know, what, what is sort of the makeup of the business look like? It's probably, um, it's probably about a 60, 40, you know, commercial being the higher, right. you know, 60, 65%, uh, residential, just, just because of the geography of, of the Valley and, you know, we're, we're kind of long and you send through Penticton, Kelowna and Vernon. We do a lot of residential through that part, but we also have uh, commercial technicians, um, preventative maintenance, things like that. In industry as well, we do have some industrial clients. Um, so uh, I would say just probably a little north of on the commercial end of things. 
in, in on the commercial side, do you guys, is there a specific verticals you find you do a lot of work in, like being in the, you know, where, where we are, is it wineries, is it education, or is it really, is the need similar across all commercial clients that you guys kind of can fit in wherever is needed? Um, yeah, we do a, a lot of work for wineries and whatnot, but just about, there's not a lot of industry, obviously, in the, in the Okanagan Valley, so it, it is, uh, it, it's pretty sparse um, for the industrial side of things, but um, yeah, we, we're finding more and more uh, people are coming to us all the time, so. So it's interesting you mentioned industry, and I, I I'd read that you guys have completed projects throughout all Western provinces, from ranging from potash mines to canola processing plants to open pit and oil sands, and I'm like those are some unique projects. So how do you guys go about landing that type of work out of Kelowna? Like we use company is started in your garage in you know Penticton, Kelowna, and how do you how do you land that type of work? Like where does that come from? Well, we really don't go out looking for it. <laughs> we're usually requested by various other companies um, wanting to bring us in as a specialty. Um, yeah, it's not like we're out advertising for it or, or even looking for it. So. Interesting. But must be some we have experience that you must have some specialties you have that can deliver that type of, in that type of industry. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think, to just add a little bit more to Blaine's comment there is, is it's that relationships, you know, so typically for those jobs, it might've started with a consultant or an engineer that we were working on uh, a specific project with. And then it's like, Hey, you know what, we've got this client that, you know, you might want to talk to them because they're having some, some concerns or some, some challenges with uh, specific scopes of their projects. Um, so I would say, you know, the, the relationships there and then and then our backgrounds as well. I, I, I would, it's fair to say we have pretty diverse backgrounds. Um, we've got a really excellent crew. We've got some really good technicians. Uh, but Blaine and I coming from the industrial and, and commercial background uh, with Blaine's mill experience. And again, I started in the electrical trade and uh, spent a lot of time um, working in in industry and, and uh, projects and construction, things like that. So we have we have a, a bit of a. A variety to pull from when it comes comes to specific jobs that's probably helped us out i would think grow our business yeah it's interesting being and we'll talk about that sort of the diversity of the services but it gets me thinking on sort of in the local market say specifically it's obviously um clients have options right as a consumer you have in, in any industry in any vertical so you have options but what makes you guys what, what do you feel what makes you stand apart like what what makes Breetech different than than potentially other options in the market. I think again, back to our, our our staff. We have a good we have a good knowledge base in our staff, but more so maybe our offerings that we're we're able to um, talk about with our customers, whether it be you know IAQ or or air quality. Um, maybe it's furnaces, maybe it's air conditioners. Might even be electrical issues they're having. Um, you know, talking about uh, just just a choice that that customers have, and and I think when they when they're able to have that first contact with our people in our office, I think that really sets us apart as well. Um, we we really strive to be very easy to deal with. Um, you know, you don't always achieve that, but you know that's our goal, and we don't want to be inundating people with when they call in and and uh, you know asking them you know twenty different questions. We just want to try to get to their pain and, and try to help them out. So. I would think that's probably one of the one of the big ones. 
What's interesting when I was looking that you look at one thing that really stood out is your guys' reviews. And I'm not even sure how often you guys go on and look at that, but there's, there's almost a hundred on Google and, and over 700 on your website with an average of I think a four point out of five stars. And, and I jokingly say like, you don't have that many family members, so they must be, <laughs> so, you know, it, yeah. it, it actually, you know, that, that speaks sort of to the testament of the service and the, and, and the people side of what you guys do. Right. Cause all mm-hmm. a lot of those ones that flip through, you know, they're mentioning people's names, like there's mm-hmm. your, your team that's gone over and above and, and so forth. So, so I, where did that come from, from you guys? Like, you know, you, you, you know, it's, it's not something that you just do, you know, that you, you would, you go to school and learn customer service. Right. So where, where does that come from? Where's, where's that DNA from you guys for the, you must be pushing your team for that high level of service all the time. It's ongoing coaching, I think. Um, and Blaine and I, let's face it, we're, uh, we're tradesmen. <laughs> That's how we started out. I mean, we had to take business coaching um, classes and, and stuff to learn uh, as well. It's a whole, whole new avenue, um, different from what we're used to. And we try and um, portray that and, and educate our our staff as well whether it's office staff or technicians in the field or um or even our, our part-time groups right so um well so hopefully it's it's all uh, they're picking up what we're laying down <laughs> sounds yeah. like it with uh, with the reviews and stuff we're getting so and, and do you guys have is there you know ongoing training must be a big thing i would assume you know because being in the trade side in in do you guys have weekly meetings how it's like how how do you encourage your team to be up the latest and greatest and, and up with the technology and in hardware and so forth how does that come about well our meetings and stuff have definitely slowed down with uh, all the COVID stuff we can't have everybody in the boardroom and tr- uh, training programs and stuff like that anymore so it is a bit challenging right now um we're looking forward to the day when we can bring everybody back on but but you're right we do uh we do it's not weekly but monthly um tech meetings and safety meetings and um and that sort of thing but yeah we're looking forward to getting back into that but right now it is very challenging i imagine it's good to it's good to note that i think we have we have good relationships with our with our partners in the industry and, and our and our vendors and our wholesalers um, you know, which, you know, typically in the non-COVID platform, they're, they're quite proactive. We encourage our, our, our people to make sure that they use, um, you know, use those courses that our vendors put on. We have, we have specific um, equipment, um, training courses online, things like that, 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 our, that our suppliers also provide that we can tailor depending on the type of work that we do. Uh, we try really hard to make sure that the culture is uh, with our tradespeople and, and, and admin and, and salespeople on our staff that, you know, it's a very, it's very important to, to continue that education. You know, once you, once you go to trade school and, and get your ticket and we always joke about this, that's really when, that's really when your career starts. Um, typically you get the six to eight months where it takes it might take our guys to realize that they don't really know much after they're done their fourth or fifth year of trade school and, and, and they're out in the community working with customers and, and actually working under the pressures that come with the job. So 
um, we're, we, we, we like to encourage that culture and, and, and make sure that, you know, they, they take it seriously. So it's something that we like to push for sure. And that's great. And, and you know, in, in my dealings with you guys, I, re I really see that it's, it's like a, a people first approach when it comes to you guys. And it's, uh, uh, it's definitely shines through, which is testament to you guys. But um, on my preamble, I talked about air quality and I know it's a big thing right now. I would assume that, you know, in discussion with clients, you're probably having, you know, discussions around making sure, you know, air quality, clean air, um, what products or services do you guys, or anything new that's come out because of the pandemic? Is there anything that you guys have had in your arsenal of hardware that would, would make or services that would make sense that help home or office with air quality? Well, everything's been out there for, for quite a while. It's just educating the public. Um, prior to, to COVID and, and everything, everybody never, nobody put much thought into air quality. And, and uh, but I mean, things like UV and um, um, HRVs and, and stuff like that really help. Right, bringing fresh air in, fresh air, bringing fresh air is the biggest, one of the biggest things uh, now. That's why they're saying that homes are, they can be up to 60% more contaminated than, than outside air or, or even some office buildings, right? So, um, but there are some new products. There's uh, ionization, uh, little machines that you can put in furnaces and in rooftop units to help clean the air out and isolate. Uh, viruses and, and those sort of things. The big one, like I say, is to get people educated on what what's out there. Um, there are lots of beneficial products, um, but people just have to have to make the decisions, right? What's HRV? You mentioned HRV. What does that stand for? Heat recovery ventilators. So what it does is it pulls the, uh, the old contaminated air in your house out and it exchanges it with fresh air from outside. Mm. So which, which, uh, go ahead, Blaine. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, which uh, to add to Blaine's point that that air quality, which which adds to the new step codes that you're starting to see across the country and in BC, uh, with radon being an issue in, in homes like it is, and and now you see uh, the air exchange being a real uh, important part of what what we're trying to accomplish in with homes. Uh, in, in commercial buildings as well, we do a lot of care homes. We look after a lot of air quality in care homes. Um, you know, another aside is water quality, but of course we're talking about air right now. Um, so, you know, it's it's kind of that, that approach where to Blaine's point, you're trying to educate people uh, without them, which is a challenge right now, without them feeling like you're kind of taking advantage of the current the current issues we're having, but really they've always been there. And so this is kind of just putting it up in the forefront, um, talking about HRVs, duct cleaning is a big one, changing your filter, right? That's, that's, that's something that we can all do that, you know, you'd be really surprised how many calls we get um, where, oh my goodness, my system's broken down, my air conditioning doesn't work and lo and behold, it's a plug filter, right? So um, ultraviolet um, ionization, um, but but all these things kind of are, are a multi-step approach and and uh, you know you can go into a home or, or a building and try to put uh, all this fancy filtration in if you want but if they're not cleaning their ducts or they're not looked at looking after their um, you know simple house cleaning or, or cleaning the carpets 
um, it doesn't really help much, right? So, you know, so what about if, if there is, it, I mean, I, I would agree that a lack of, I'll say lack of education or just not knowing is someone, if you're a business or you're a homeowner and you don't know, so what are the steps you guys would take? So if you came into my house, so I, I call and I'm like, hey, I don't know if my air quality is good or not, or what do I need to do? What's the process you guys would take someone like myself through to come back with recommendations? Blaine, you want to, we all have kind of different, different ways we do these things, but generalities, maybe Blaine wants to take that one. I don't know. Well, it would definitely uh, involve an initial visit, right? To, to take a look at uh, take a look at your furnace, see how clean, uh, what the cleanliness of it is like, and your duct work. Um, and everybody's house is different too, right? There's a big difference if uh, if it's just uh, uh, an older couple uh, in the house or a family of five, right? There's a lot more a lot more movement, a lot more dust and dirt and and all the rest of it. Um, and then a, simple questions as well. Um, allergens, um, how people are feeling. Um, and, and you can inspect duct work and furnaces and stuff as well, right? To make sure that they're, they're uh, burning properly and you're not getting products of combustions leaking into the house and uh, all that sorts of things. There's um, leaching of uh, radon gases. Um, all of, we can actually come in with uh, with meters too and detect what kind of gases and stuff are in the house, and then uh, address them from there based on what the results are. So. so you guys can go in. You guys and I agree. I mean, if you have three three pets, or if you don't have a pet, I, I would assume there's a difference and uh or whatever it may be that you guys will do an assessment and come back from that saying and and i think blaine emmy you were saying that you know it's it maybe it's a tiered approach it's mm -hmm. you know we're here here's what we here's phase one and then we can kind of grow with it as well because because obviously people you know would have to balance costs and as well when it comes to things like that right so. right yeah you can talk i mean it's the same thing where sometimes too much information can be can be a bad thing and, yeah. and you can talk about all the things you know and all the things you think that might be causing these problems and at the end of the day the customer's kind of like uh well yeah, yeah but i just want to feel better and, and yeah. you know so so it's kind of again breaking that down a little bit so it's not overwhelming yeah. um and absolutely not to be condescending or anything but again it's, it's just how you deliver that message um, cause you know, we all can get, uh, inundated with information and, mm -hmm. and it's just breaking it down. And making it, so. Interesting. Um, being, uh, in a business where you guys go into houses and go into buildings, um, how has the pandemic changed the way you guys have had to do business? Have you guys gotten around that or have you? Oh, for sure. Yeah. When our technicians, uh, show up on site, they've got all the PPE, right? They've got their, the masks on and, and, uh, disposable gloves and boot covers and all that. And anything that we touch, um, we disinfect, right? We, um, all our technicians, um, they've got rags and cleaners. And so even something as simple as showing a homeowner how to operate their thermostat, when we're done, we have to wipe it down. Any surfaces we touch. Right, so it it definitely has uh, changed the way our technicians in the field do business, but um, adds a little bit more time. But at the end of the day, I mean, that's what has to be done, right? And we get a lot of good feedback on it too, because there's lots of uh, 
people out there that don't go to the steps that we we go to right and and they appreciate it so have you have you felt uh has the team felt a hesitation from homeowners or business owners get letting people in like have you i, I would assume every tweet everyone's different but have you felt that as if they felt that as a team felt yeah. that? absolutely not yeah. as much now as it was at the beginning of the pandemic yeah. obviously people were really scared they didn't want anybody coming near their house and and until their heat goes down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, we have we have some we have some people now you can kind of feel that shift where they're just done with it. And yeah. and we have to keep reminding our guys and our staff, look, this is yeah. you know, we gotta stick to our guns. We, we it's not over yet. And and I think people are just full. And yeah. we've noticed it probably last month, they blame where people are very frustrated with things and it, it's probably nothing that we've done but you know we just have to be very careful with our communication making sure that we're getting those emails and text messages back from the customer saying yes that's okay if you come in and you do that um and so it's uh, that's been the that's kind of been the biggest change lately but interesting um yeah. I, I mentioned that we're, we're going to switch focus i have a couple more questions but before before we do we're going to get to know you guys a little bit and i thought the easiest is maybe i'll just go back and forth so we'll, we'll start <laughs> with maybe um blaine see with you and then we'll just go back and forth so um, what's for for you blaine uh what's the best way for you to start your day what, what what do you do what's when you get up what's the first thing you do <laughs> <laughs> yeah get up have a shower and have a couple of cups of coffee yeah for sure <laughs> caffeine to get going yeah uh blaine m if you found out today that you had just won the lottery mm -hmm. what, what would you do what would be one of the first things you do oh boy um it's funny i probably thought about this a few times <laughs> I, I i don't know i think we would just have a family meeting and then probably just carry on for a while the way we do things day to day because i i think it would be kind of uh overwhelming yeah that's probably what we would do take it one take it one day at a time <laughs> i asked this question uh, to all business owners and 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 I don't think one person has said they would retire yet, which is kind of funny. It's yeah, entrepreneurs, eh? It's like well, I don't know. We'll think. We'll buy a new piece of equipment. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, Blaine, see, uh, if you if you're when we could go out, if you ended up at a bar somewhere and it was karaoke night and you had to go <laughs> up and sing, what would be your song of choice? What would you be belting up there? Oh my God, I don't know. I'm a country boy at heart, so <laughs> it definitely be something country. But Some John Cash or something? Or? <laughs> Waylon Jennings, maybe. Oh, yeah, there yeah. you go. Uh, yeah. so country, okay, good. Um, I can out. tell you a few songs because I've been there. <laughs> we'll, have to do, we'll have to do another we, one of these. Live we, we've been there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, live karaoke, sure. Yeah. Um, as you were going through your career, or as you're going through your career and in, in what you're doing, is there anyone that you've really looked up to either internally, externally, someone you admire, someone you guys have sort of looked at as sort of, uh, I don't know, maybe a mentor as you've kind of grown the business? Is that whose question oh, is that? Sorry, Blaine M, sorry. Oh, okay. Um, well, like Blaine alluded before, we talked about before. Not alluded, but we talked about coaching. Uh, we've we've had we've had close contact with a company out of uh, you know out of the states, and and there I would say some of some of the coaches we've had have been influential. You know, I think <laughs> probably more so when we were 
when we were starting that path, you were, you were impressed. And then as you got, as you got further into the business, you realized, yeah, okay. But I, you know, I think I would have maybe done it in a different way. So, but, but it, it starts, it, it starts the conversation in your head. And so I, I would say some of the business coaches we've had. Um, Cause even just get, you know, even just getting your thinking is worth it sometimes. That's exactly it. Stop and actually spend time to even work on the business typically until someone forces you to sit down and do it. Right. So, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I would say that would be kind of what um, I would think. Yeah. Blaine C, if you could eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? What's your favorite meal that you would eat? Oh, I'd have to say steak. <laughs> oh, nice. yeah. People usually say pizza. I like we change it up to steak. I like that. <laughs> medium rare. Or what, what's your go-to? Medium rare. Me medium rare. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Blaine M. If you had a day off, what's your best? What, we just talked about that earlier. But what's your favorite way to spend a day off? Where would we find you? Well, depending on the type of season, what season yeah. we're at, yeah. uh, you know. But right now, if I had a day off, I would be up probably with the boys skiing and skiing or snowmobiling, maybe. Yeah, with, with the boys, yeah. Uh, Blaine C., if, if you had a chance to have a coffee with anybody famous, dead or alive, who would it be? Do you have someone that you would love to mm -hmm. just sit down and grab a coffee with? Um, you know what? I, I don't know. I'm not one to, to follow movie stars. And yeah and idolize people that way as far as famous people. Um, I don't know. One, uh, one person that I would love to sit down and have a coffee with again would be my grandfather, but mm -hmm. <laughs> that's not possible. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the guy that's was pretty uh, yeah. influential yeah. Um, in my upbringing. Oh, that's great. I like that. Okay. Uh, Blaine M, when we could travel, what was one of your favorite places you ever visited? Well, I, oh, again, I, I think uh, probably the nicest place I've ever visited in, in, a, in a vacation setting was probably Hawaii. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I, but I think uh, the, the most recent one, we went down to California to visit my sister-in-law. Mm -hmm. and, and I, Northern California, yeah. oh man, I love it. I could, yeah, very nice. Kind of the nice temp. It's the right temperature. Uh, blew me away the kind of farming and industry they have there. And uh, yeah, I, I Northern California is pretty nice. Interesting. The last question is for both you guys, so you guys both get the answers. Outside of what you're doing right now, so you can't do what you're doing right now. What would be your dream job? But you can't say what you're doing now. <laughs> what would be my dream job? God, that's a tough one. Um, something on a white sand beach somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe have a little like uh, uh, margarita hut somewhere in some beach. There somewhere. we go. Now you're talking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, Mine, mine's close. I think it would probably my dream job would probably be either getting getting paid to to fish. Oh, uh, okay. Without too many clients on the boat, just to get yeah. paid to go fishing. <laughs> probably, yeah, probably, uh, probably a TV guide on the fishing shows. That would be pretty nice. Yeah. Well, with, with the technology nowadays, with like TikTok, and you can become famous doing that probably if you try, yeah? Yeah, you need to get <laughs> fish loaded to be famous. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank yeah. you. Thank you for playing along. 
A uh, couple more things I wanted to chat about before I wrap up is you, you've mentioned home and building the word automation a couple of times. And it's something that I'm fascinated with. Like I, it, I love that whole side of it. The question I have is how much is it talk and how much is, are people actually implementing? Are you seeing a lot of, you know, people actually jumping into quote unquote automation? Is that something that's, that people are doing or is it, Hey, I just bought an Alexa and put it on my desk and now I'm, I got it. Right. Well, I mean, for as far as I'm, as far as I can see it, um, you know, we used to do quite a bit of, of automation and probably more commercial automation, but the home automation was always a, like to your point, was always a tough one because people kind of, they, they liked the idea of it. Right. Um, but when it came to platforms and usability and, and price, yeah. it was kind of, that was the showstopper, right? So now, now I, I do think that people are using this, the, the Nest systems because yeah. everything's, you know, you can integrate everything. And um, so I think the smart homes, uh, you, you kind of have two different levels. You have the smart home or you have the customer who might be there a couple months out of the year, obviously have the means and they want to be able to um, control that house remotely, right? Yeah. Or have or have their or have their caretakers or, or whomever may be around most times of the year to, to to work the house that way. Yep. Uh, otherwise, you know, you have your thermostats, you have your cameras. I, I see a lot of that happening. And I don't think it's been ever, ever a better time than now because the platforms are so easy to use. And do you guys, do you guys play in that space then? Do you guys help clients with the automation? Uh, not, not typically. No, we actually, you know, we, we identify a few of the companies that we may work with that we would trust to say to a customer, Hey, you know, why don't you talk to, I can talk to John over here and he'll, he'll answer your questions, right? Because there's, on the other side of it, Rob, there's a lot of integration that can be really, really hard to get past. So the customer might, might want a certain control for their HVAC system, but then they want something totally separate for their cameras, their stereos, all that type of thing, right? And you have to integrate those together and that can be a task That's for sure. Cool. Yeah. So. Um, if, what would you guys say today would be your biggest struggle? What, what's one area is it is it hiring is it managing time like what right now today what where do you feel like from a business perspective or either a struggle or opportunity i guess the way you look at it but where do you see sort of where you guys are the biggest struggle right now i'm pretty sure i know which one you're going to say blaine so I'll let you take it. <laughs> well uh the quality of the labor pool and stuff that's out there is uh definitely a big one um, we're quite fortunate. Um, we've got some very good guys. Um, but the hiring process right now, we take our time trying to find the right candidate and not just hire the first guy that pops up. Right. Um, because that's, that's a bit of a challenge. Yeah. 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 And probably once, once they're here, um, and again, this goes for any staff in the, in the office, uh, in the field, it's that retention. Right. Um, you know, again, it kind of feels like it's going back to where it was 15 years ago, where you might get technicians, you know, going somewhere else because of, you know, a dollar or two, right. Where, where we're trying to focus, we feel we pay, we pay good rates, but we're trying to focus on the lifestyle. Right and and making sure there's a balance there so it's interesting it goes back and forth um and, and right now like to blaine's to blaine's point it's uh it's a challenge for sure to find the right people to fit you know because as you grow 
you bring one or two people in that may have a different mindset than the rest of the group, it's, it's tough. It's tough to maintain that uh, culture, right? That you want. So, so on that and final question I have is what does the future have in store for you guys? What, what's, what, what have you guys, you know, talking about? Is it, is there expansion? Is there other markets? Is there other services? Is there, what can you, can you give us a little bit of glimpse of what, you know, the next 12, 24, 36 months might have in store? Yeah, I think, I think, well, sorry, Blaine, I'll go here. I, I think we're kind of interested in, in uh, the solar industry. Mm. That's kind of interesting. It seems to be getting more tied into the HVAC side of things. Um, there seems to be, uh, the, the product is just, the products are out there now, even compared to five years ago, are, are so much better. Uh, the, the price point has come down. So customers are understanding that maybe their ROI is a, a little quicker than, you know, the old 20-year, 20 years that people used to say and by that time their equipment needs to be changed out anyways so um so technology is catching up so i think i think that end of things we're we're focusing on um and like it. maybe maybe blaine has some other things that he hasn't told you about but... <laughs> what's that especially with the fossil fuels right everybody's pushing to uh eliminate fossil fuels right. so um solar in the next few years is going to be there's going to be a big push it's already happening while well, it's happening all over the world, but it's happening in our neck of the woods. Our main is already starting to eliminate fossil fuels. So, uh, yeah, it's something to definitely uh, look ahead at. Interesting. Well, guys, thank you for taking the time to chat with me today. Um, I, I've always loved, I like learning the journey of what people, how they got to where they got to. And, and you know, you, you guys are a local success story. You're started locally. And like you said, in your garage and, and how, I even asked like, how big of a team do you guys have now? Like how, how many people do you guys have on as, on, on, as a team? There's 25 of us on staff. Right? Yeah. 20, team of 25. And it sounds like there's a lot more to plan. So thank you guys for having the discussion today and, and sharing knowledge and journey. And if people want to know more about any of the stuff we talked about, you guys can, Find, you know, go to the, the your guys's website and and, and um, I'm sure they can reach out and have a discussion with anybody yourself or anybody on your team. So thank you yeah, guys. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks, Rob. That was fun. Appreciate Next it. We'll be, uh, I feel like we need to be on a boat. Listen to Waylon Jennings. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> done. Better. <laughs> thank you guys. Thanks and have a, a great day. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. And thank you for tuning thanks. in to Business Matters. Take care. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Matters with host Rob Capello. If you're interested in being on the show, reach out to us and join the conversation. 